Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Blade Apples, a horror podcast. Drop your trick or treat bag every week to every other week to maybe in between each of those weeks. Every week so far. Every week. <laughs> yes. We'll get there. Yeah, maybe. I don't really care, but it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Rocky. I'm Blaze. And on this episode, we are going to have a fall themed uh, movie that we're going to be talking about. About uh, everyone's favorite candy. Yeah, everybody <laughs> voted the best candy you can get for Halloween uh, by everyone. Uh, 2019's Candy Corn. Yep. <laughs> and it is a it is a movie. Old Todd's in it. Yeah, uh, Mr. Tony Todd is in it. PJ Souls is in it. Uh, That's uh, the man with dwarfism from 31 <laughs> is in it. Courtney Gaines is in it, who is a Savannah local, but we'll get into that later. Yes, we're no longer a Gators podcast. Yes, <laughs> we are. We are full on Savannah. We're, we're a Savannah Bananas podcast now. Yeah, we talk about the bananas and how they're going in the Baseball Hall of Fame, <laughs> even though they play fake games. So I'm not really sure how that works. But <laughs> Even though they're playing baseball, they just kind of dance and like... Miss miss throws and stuff like that. I'll put it this way: I have not seen MLB MLB games sold out for two years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are here for uh, the Savannah Bananas, which I still haven't seen. Uh, Good luck seeing them. <laughs> now that we're all here, we should try to see one. They're sold out for the next two years. Shut the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> secondary, well, secondary tickets. <laughs> Ghost Pirates, we can do. Ghost Pirates is easy. Yeah, and I really want to see them. Pretty, uh, pretty, pretty good team for a yeah. That's league. what they say. Hockey team. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, how's your week been? Ah, uh, slow. Um, the work for some reason just dragged and dragged and dragged but yeah. I got that tattoo for my birthday that I wanted you did you've yeah. been talking about that tattoo for a long time I have you finally found some schmuck that will give it to you for, for the price you're looking for yeah <laughs> I was like please sir I only have this much money and he's like yeah I can do it and I'm like oh sweet <laughs> and he even did it bigger than I asked him for yeah so. it's, it's a pretty good pretty good size for the amount that you paid for it yeah I mean yeah. I thought so too because he just asked me he was like uh, I was like, "How much do you guys charge for hour?" Because everyone here is like two to two fifty an hour, yeah. which I was like, "That's kind of crazy from where I came." Mm-hmm. And he was like, "I don't really do that." Um, he's like, "You just tell me what you're looking at, and tell me your budget, and I'll tell you yes or no if I can do it." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "I'll give you like two hundred bucks, and I just want that." That's and he's all. He's like, I have. "Get the fuck out! That's only good for an hour." Yeah, <laughs> like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, you know, he was like. Yeah, I could do it. I was like, sweet. So I'll probably be going back to him because he's the only one in town I can afford. <laughs> like, nice. Nice. But I also am happy with it. What's his name? Jeff Hastings. There you go. Shout out to Jeff. Jeff Hastings at Drop Dead Tattoo. There you go. And then did you drop dead getting it? Yes. <laughs> drop dead prices. He has Jeff a Hastings. good taste in music as well. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. What does he listen to? Old school death metal. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so. He's like, you fucking like Bathory? It's like, who fucking doesn't? Well, no. He was more like, I'm putting on Bolt Thrower. I'm like, hell yeah. Like <laughs> nice. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So there was that. And uh, I found the my new favorite record store in town. So Bad Obsession Records. You mean Grayface? Nope. <laughs> no, I love Grayface. 
It's just that they're, it's like, when I find something I want, it's out of my price range. <laughs> yeah, yeah, prices are... Uh, Fluctuating there. It, it, the best thing to do is, is going through those used bins and having your little you know, treasure hunts going through there and stuff like that. Because yeah. the, the, and it's not just them, um, but, but new record prices... Are crazy. Are going crazy because another facility, another distribution... Uh, Has raised the price on everyone. Yeah. Well, shut down. Oh, really? No, another another pressing factory. Uh, is that is that the pressing factory? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, shut down. So now, like, I, I think mean, even Garage Land said that they're um, they're not going to be doing as much vinyl Damn. Uh, releases. And Garage Land has been that game for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, this will be doing like punk like posters and stuff like that. True. Like that. But yeah, that uh, that sucks. So your vinyl prices are going to be going up even more. Um, Switching to cassettes, everybody. Yeah, you have a you have a cassette coming out. Oh, that's not why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure? Of course not. I don't care if our viewers know that at ironfortressrecords.com this coming Friday on October 20th, you'll be able to purchase the Cellar Fluids debut album. Just by coincidence. It's just by coincidence. I really don't know anything other than that. That's fair. Sorry. I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I did get one of his other releases, though, from one of the other bands I don't, I don't there. take a drink of my big boy beer. Let's see what we got here. On the tortured tapes. Well, you know, it, it's it's a it's a, a sign of quality that I can't read what the fuck the name yeah. <laughs> of the band is. It's so. called Squalor. They're really okay, good. Cool. Really good. Nice. Well, whenever I get a uh, tape player, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Know. And he's also got the best logo in town. I think. Nice. I love that. It's pretty cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. little, little Viking head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess it's like a knight. That's uh, a really good medieval dungeon. So, yeah, man. <laughs> it's me, dungeon man. I'm a dungeon boy. <laughs> yeah. So that's my week. How about your week? Um. So me and Laura went down to Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was her first time going. Um, which is insane to me, but I guess you know when she lived in Virginia. Kind of a drive to get to Orlando. Yeah, or a flight, especially if you're just going for that, unless you're doing multiple days and stuff like that. And because you just never really went. But we had a great time. It's uh, it's a good year. I, I think I like the last couple of years better house and scare zone wise. But, you know, it's still a great time. Um, excuse Bless me. Bless you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that uh, the houses were pretty decent. I think my favorite one was uh, the Universal Monster House. The, yeah, because you said Universal it was Monster House every it was year. Mummy and no, no, it was uh, the Invisible Man, Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, oh, that's right. Because last year, there last yeah, last year, year was Mummy, Wolfman, and Dracula. Yeah, which I was still, I'm still reeling at the fact that a Wolfman came out of a. <laughs> Uh, a sarcophagus. But <laughs> what, wasn't that awesome? That really bothered me. Uh, <laughs> it but, really uh, bothered me. Yeah, it was Invisible Man, Jekyll, uh, uh, Phantom, and um, who's the other one? Uh, well, no, 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 uh, Quasimodo. Quasimodo. Yeah, hunchback. Oh. Um, and from what I hear from inside sources, there's supposed to be a bigger house. Um, but they had to shorten it because of reasons. Uh, but what they got away with clearly was 
pretty awesome because it worked really well. It's an awesome house. Um, all the houses, detail-wise, the sets as normal is really good. Um, but yeah, I really like that one, and I really like the main house for Oddfellows. Uh, for Oddfellow is his name. That's the main character's name. He's like a. He looks like the main bad guy from Princess and the Frog. <laughs> He looks like he looks like Keith David's character from Princess and the Frog. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, like if I show you a picture my of my hand, yeah. <laughs> 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 take my hand. That's a great fucking song, though. <laughs> oh, I was talking about fucking that movie. Oh, that devil, world's, uh, world's greatest sinner, <laughs> world's greatest sinner. Yeah. <laughs> take my hand. <laughs> Please, please. But I think one of the best jokes that I uh, came up with is there's a house there, uh, where it's the classic crossroads story, where it's a it's a blues musician, and he makes the deal with the devil, and then he gets famous, and then the devil's coming after him or whatever. That's a house there. Yeah, that's pretty sick. So it's basically a Robert Johnson house. Yeah, but I just kept on calling him Mashed Potato Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Mashed Potato Johnson. <laughs> That was making fun of it going like, you know, Robert Johnson, you'd think if he sold his soul to the devil, he'd be a better guitar player. Oh, you hush. He's great. <laughs> like, like if somebody said, oh, well, you know, Django Reinhardt, he sold his soul to the devil. I'd be like, it sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like Robert Johnson sold his soul to the devil. I'm like, you know, he's not even fucking shredding. He's just playing like slow blues licks. <laughs> and then even the quality of sound is terrible. I think the devil would at least give him better technology to... <laughs> Man, record his screw blues you. Music. I love Robert Johnson. <laughs> no, I like Robert Johnson also. But, just... but I will say, I am more of a fan of Blind Lemon Jefferson. <laughs> yeah, for real, though. Yeah. Boy. No, he's great, but it's a hilarious name. But but not Mashed Potato Johnson? He was blind, though. <laughs> I don't know about the lemons, or if the lemons caused the blindness. <laughs> or masturbating too much yeah, as a kid. something. Yeah, who knows? But, uh... Yeah. Yeah, no, Mashed Potato Johnson, here come the train of coming blues. <laughs> blues, train, blues. <laughs> the blues, train of coming blues. Um, um, and then we watched an episode we got back. Um, that was one of my favorite houses, though. It's one of the more forgettable ones. That's a but, pretty cool one. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's, uh, all the houses are pretty cool. Um, the best scare zone was easily Vamp 69. They did another Vamp scare zone. So it was like hippie vampires. No Megan like dancing cool. for you. Nah. <laughs> No, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the houses were um, oh, the houses were pretty good. The longest ones we had to wait for was Stranger Things, which was exactly what I thought it was going to be. It was a long wait for a house. I was like, oh yeah, I've seen was the it show. fine? It was fine. It's the same time to do it. the Stranger Things house. It's for people that really love that show. It's fine. Uh, I'm over it. I'm. I, I don't even know if they're going to make the fifth season. We, we've had this discussion between me and Lauren where we don't know if that fifth season's going to get made because of the strikes and all that. Well, not only that... Unless they have a massive time jump because those kids look old as shit. <laughs> yeah, they're they're quite old. Yeah. And, you know, What's-Her-Face is doing more, like, I guess risque roles or something. Getting married to Bon Jovi's son. Is she? Yeah. Ew. <laughs> I guess she's going to be my sister in law. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so that was fun. Um, what else we got in the news? 
Oh, so new, we're on the news. We're done with the week. Well, this is this is all the news. Well, yeah. I mean, other than that, I mean, uh, Lauren caught COVID and I didn't. So yeah, okay. <laughs> she she caught COVID at, at HHN and uh, it's been pretty fucking hard. But uh, she's she's on the mend. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, uh, that does suck. So feel better, Lauren. Well, thankfully she's back at work and all that. One stuff, of our so few listeners. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so thankfully she's back and and uh, happy about that. But yeah. Yep. Uh, other than that, that's been my week. It was it was HHN, <laughs> and it was dealing with that afterwards. Fair know? enough. So that was it's just that and work. Fair enough. Yep. So what we got news wise? Um. So the original Nightmare on Elm Street Freddy Krueger glove has gone up for auction. Oh yeah. Yep. It's on auction right now. Um. It went up uh yesterday, mm-hmm. I believe, mm-hmm. and. Um, they had uh, some people uh, arguing the authenticity of it because there were pieces added, but the pieces added were for the display case that it was in. Okay. So they had that verified and everything like that. And now the bid, if you guys want to get in on that OG Nightmare on Elm Street glove, you'll have to beat $100,000. That's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. No, 100000 is not I mean, when you think about it, because it's like... It's way more money than I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, no, I've never seen that money. <laughs> but still, just generally for those type of things, I feel like that's a pretty like affordable price for, for yeah for collector. something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's why you bring that up because I was listening to the radio at work while, while uh, doing my my stuff, and um, uh, the DJ was talking about how they have some event up there in New Jersey. Um, but it's like, oh, Friday thirteenth, you can come to this location. It's the location of uh, the diner from the original Friday thirteenth, uh, for the first Friday thirteenth, and uh, they're doing like a little thing where it's like, yeah, there's gonna be like face paintings and like candy and blah blah blah, whatever. It's like, but also it's for sale if you want to buy it. <laughs> like they're oh, selling, wow. yeah, they're selling the Friday thirteenth uh, diner. So. <laughs> So you want True. to get on that action? I don't know how much it is, but it's probably how much ability is. But it'd be cool if we bought it, bought it out, and did something like they did with the uh, Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, make a restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> like and, and hotel. Yeah, no, it's yeah. apparently like really nice though. Yeah, like I don't know. Like I honestly think the gas station is more in ode to oh, yeah, Texas no, Chainsaw yeah, no than doubt. the yeah yeah because they don't really even mention Texas Chainsaw at the restaurant. Yeah. They're like, just get your fucking barbecue and leave. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. So that was, uh, that bid's going to end November 9th on Thursday. At right. the end of that. Um, they also, at New York Comic Con, uh, three days ago, have announced the next VHS movie. Oh, that's like I got to bring up. Uh, did you watch a new VHS yet? Nope. Okay. Well, well. I hear it's better than the last. Yeah, we'll continue, and we'll talk about after. Um, they are not doing it horror this time. What? It's going to be a sci-fi based VHS movie. Oh, it's gonna be sci-fi horror. Sci-fi? No, it just says sci-fi. sci-fi, straight sci-fi. Hmm. Don't know how you pull that off with a VHS tape, but did, did they say what directors are involved? <laughs> not yet. No. no, they haven't announced it, but they said it was already in the works. So, huh. but at New York Comic Con, they have declared. That it is going to be a sci-fi movie this time. Yeah. Huh. Well, this brings up two things since you brought that up. First of all, we watched VHS 85, which I wasn't excited for. 
because I'm so pissed off at 99. Pissed off. Well, I was pissed off at now. I am pissed <sighs> off at 99 because there's only two good segments in the whole fucking movie. Um, 99 is not good. <laughs> 99 is not good except for the two two good segments. Yeah. Um, 94, on the other hand, the one that came before that was pretty good. That was yeah, good the one. Rat King and everything. Yeah, yeah right. I love that uh, shit. And the coffin. Yeah, Rata and uh, yeah. Um, yeah, the fucking the the cop the, the wake one. Yeah, I mean that one's really good. But yeah, ninety nine wasn't good. This one is a good form. It's just because I'm so tired of fucking shit being sent in the fucking eighties. I'm just like oh, eighty five. Here we go. It's gonna be knocking me over the head with nostalgia. It doesn't. Yeah. Um, like it's not like hey, here's a flock of seagull song. <laughs> like some shit like that. It's like I get it. We're in the fucking eighties. Um, but it does have like a feel of like kind of. 80s I mean, 80s. we can't all. Ghostbusters Afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I mean, it's just, I mean, what, what's the point of living anymore? Because we can't. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do use like snippets of actual commercials from the 80s and everything like that. Um, there is one segment that revolves around an actual like event that happened in 85 that is actually pretty interesting, kind of explaining why that happened. Um, and, uh, uh, but yeah, all the segments are really good. David Bruckner does the uh, connector sword. He did a segment back in the first VHS and came back mm-hmm. for this one. But he did the connector story. This very Cronenbergian connector. Uh, Scott Derrickson, who did the Black Phone and Sinister, he has the last one. Last segment is like really over the top and crazy. Um, I think all the stories are really good. I think how it flows and connects. Yeah. It's all good. Like I don't think there's really a bad segment in it. Um, I say check it out. It's on Shutter now. It got released for the 60 days of Halloween as they normally do. But here's my bone to pick with fucking Shutter. Where's the gulag? Where the fuck is the gulag? Isn't it the Mad God one still? Yeah, but they they always release a new one every year. Mad God God again. (laughs) No, they're supposed to release a new one. I remember two years ago, the uh, owner of uh, or the CEO of Shutter being like, "Yeah, I have the next four years planned for gulags." They haven't released one this year. It would have already been released. It usually released October first. Yeah, and I can't find any information about it. That's weird. Yeah, I need my gulag. Well, um, you know, thinking of Mad God, I always think of that scene where those people are being electrocuted and they're shitting. <laughs> Every time I see that, I'm like, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I gotta take a, a diarrhea shit. I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of that movie. I, I think I respect it more than I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's same here. Yeah. I think it's good, but yeah. I, it's good in a way that's not like I'm going to watch it. It's again. good in a way that I'm not going to rewatch it. It's more like looking at a piece of art. I, you know? I rewatched it when it was on Joe Bob. Yeah. And it was like, oh, yeah, I saw this. And then uh, we talked through it the whole thing. So All right. And then I had a new announcement from itch.io, which I talk about video games a lot on there. But recently, uh, a. They have re- uh, released a uh, tabletop RPG, sort of along the lines of D&D or something like that, uh, that is based on uh, surviving a slasher killer called Death Sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, it's five bucks to get the whole book and everything like that. It's by Gilherme, Sasuke, and Leo Andrade, and Luana Bibliano. And... Uh, they they made it as like they're apparently all big D and D fans, and they made this in the sense that uh, 
you get to create your own survivors and everything like that, and you get to create the own. But the DM is the killer, really, and it's, a, it's supposed to be a one shot, so you can finish it in like four or five sessions. But they made it open enough to where you have like multiple events and stuff like that that you can do. So it's like a horror D and D kind of thing. Oh, cool! Which brings me on to my next topic. <laughs> Me, I, Blaze Bazaar, <laughs> along with my group of hooligans, Chris Lee and Paige, have defeated Strahd. Nobody knows what that means. Strahd von Zarevich is a vampire from the Curse of Strahd series of D&D. Wow, okay. It, we've been playing for three years. Wow. We have beat him this week. Wow, he seems, he seems like a real wascally wabbit. Oh, he's, uh, well, here's the funny part is that it's like the stuff around him. It just depends on how you play the game because there are certain things that can weaken him before you meet him. Mm -hmm. And there's like all this kind of shit and we kind of played it right. So it was pretty easy killing him. Yeah. So. Did you have to find all the body parts of Dracula? No. But you get confused because the map makes no sense and... You didn't know that you could go back this way, but that was also a staircase to go. Yeah, to that's little... yeah, that is yeah. true. Okay, yeah. so it was just Castlevania too. Yes, pretty okay. much Castlevania. Cool. But yeah, so that's all I got. All right, I thought there was something else you want to talk about. Something else I want to talk yeah. about. Yeah, did you want to talk about uh, Goosebumps? <laughs> oh, Goosebumps! Yes, I started watching the Goosebumps series, and uh, I gotta say, I'm not. Uh, I thought I'd be more let down than I am. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's fun. It's fun. Like uh, there's some jokes and shit that you know, you know. I'm sure they have like the the people trying to copy the Marvel movies and Disney, where it's like, right. okay, I fucking get it. It's not that funny. You do that joke every movie, kind of thing. But the stories are interesting, and it's one continuous story. Okay. Which, but the cool part about the continuous story. Is that it, it has callbacks to older Goosebumps episodes. Like, there is a haunted mask. Mm-hmm. It's not the same one, but... And then there's, like, uh, Slappy, and there's, you know, all this different shit that's bringing back other Goosebumps episodes. And, and Mohawk Skeleton with glasses. Yes, of course. What is his name? I don't know. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. I know exactly. <laughs> Pink Mohawk. Yeah. Um, yeah, I need, a, I need to watch it. It's on... Hulu and Disney Plus right now, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, I wish I could talk about Follow the House of Usher, the new Mike Flanagan show, but um, I haven't started watching it yet since Lauren is at home sick with COVID. No way for her to get better before we start watching it. But next episode, I will have something to say about it, um, as well as... Uh, Chucky season three because she caught up. Oh on, yeah, I she watched. She binged season one and season two of Chucky. I need to catch up on that. Post H H H. Well, both season one and season two are now on Shutter. I think I watched half of season two. I'm not done with it. Though. I love that show. That show is so fucking over the top. It is really good. Um, so in Saturn news, we did lose two genre directors within a day of each other. One died October 9th The other one died October tenth. Um, and uh. Uh, Anthony Hickox died October 9th. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you may know him as the director of Waxwork 1 and 2 and Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth, and uh, Warlock Armageddon. Um, passed away um, at the age of 64 years old. Um, and Jeff Burr died a day later. Director of uh, Leatherface, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, which I like. <laughs> I like that movie. The Saw's family. <laughs> Ken Forey's in it. What one of the best one of the best fucking horror previews ever. Cause it's a one whatever. It's like uh it's like Thor. Yeah. Where like the chainsaw flies into like Leatherface's hand and then he like throws it up and like lightning hits it and shit. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> it's the best. Um but he directed that. Uh, he directed Stepfather 2, uh, Pumpkinhead 2. <laughs> Love Stepfather 1. Uh, Puppet Master 4 and 5. Uh, so these guys are, you know, as far as B-movie, like, schlock goes, they were kings in that way. Apparently they were very supportive of people in the independent and upcoming poor circuits and everything I hear about is that... They, they will were, be missed. Yeah. I mean, I love... I, I just watch Waxwork 2 the other night which isn't nearly as good as Waxwork 1 which is great I love Waxwork yeah that's a great movie (laughs) Uh, but yeah I I do like Texas Chainsaw 3 Ken Forey's in it (laughs) so I guess bonus points just for that yeah Uh, and yeah so I mean that sucks they both died so close together and all that I don't know they'll be missed yeah Um, I guess since uh since Anthony Hickox did Warlock Armageddon, he is now reunited with Julian Sands. <laughs> or pieces of him. <laughs> <laughs> Only the one pieces they found go to heaven. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Fuck him. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, the, did you have anything else? Nope. I think that means... <laughs> What does that mean? I guess that means that we're going to go into fucking candy corn, so I guess we'll go to the trailer. Trailer time. Trailer time. Ladies and gentlemen, boils and ghouls, welcome to the deadliest show on earth. Why don't we just do it at his house like we always do? Yeah, I'm with Steve on this one. You guys are unreal. This year... It's going to be bigger and better. We're going to wait for him back behind their trailers. When he gets there, we'll rough him up. Hey, fella. Strip him down. And then let him run down the midway like the freak show that he is. For thou who sleeps in stone and clay, heed this call. Rise and obey. Pass again through the mortal door. Come to thou and walk once more. What did you do? This town has created a witch hunt and they are coming for the freaks. So, let's give them what they came for. What the hell is going on? to be out after dark. Where the hell is he?
All right. Candy corn. Candy corn. Candy corn. Candy corn. Uh, 2019. It's a movie. Yep, it it is. It's a film. Um, That you love. Oh, man. It's the the absolute best. I don't feel like I was wasting my time at all. Uh, Written and directed by Josh Hasty. Excuse me. Um, Yeah. It stars um, a bunch of nobodies. And the people that are top build are people that are uh, recognizable but really aren't main characters. Except for one person. But um, top build is uh, PJ Souls, um, which people know from Halloween, Rock and Roll High School. Uh, Carrie, uh, she's awesome. She's very nice. Also, if you see her at a convention, she'd say hi. She's a very nice lady. Um, she's even at Joe Bob Shambury last year. Um, Tony Todd. Tony Todd. Which, who, hey, speaking of which, today is the anniversary of a much better film. Uh, so you get Tony Todd. This is the uh, anniversary of Candyman. Oh yeah. Um, we love Tony. We love you, Tony. You had a you had a run in with Tony in a bathroom. I did. You blew him. <laughs> yeah. Big old dick. <laughs> no, no. What what uh what happened? I, my throat still hurts. <laughs> you just uh. Just happened to be in the bathroom at the same time as him. You were both washing your hands, right? Yeah, we were ba- washing our hands. Or actually, I think I was coming out of the bathroom and he was coming in. And I was like, hey, Tony, I love you. He was like, oh, well, thank you, man. I hope you have a great day. I was like, cool. <laughs> if you guys have uh, never watched um, Adam Green's show, uh, that is the most cheer jerking <laughs> episode of all time. What is the haunted sleepover? What the fuck is it called? Yeah, I think it's haunted sleepover. Uh, Double check though, because people need to watch that. Let me see. Let me let me tag it. But uh, it's basically a show where Adam Green, the director of, uh, well, just director Adam Green, but he's best known for his Hatchet films, which the are Hatchet great. Movies. No, all the Hatchet, Hatchet movies are great. They're they're very self aware. Um, but he also did uh, what was the ski lift movie he did? Frozen. Scary sleepover. Scary sleepover. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, yeah, it is Frozen. Um, Adam Green's Scary Sleepover. You can find the episodes on YouTube. Um, but yeah, he did the Hatcher films. He did Frozen. He also did um, the Tony Todd one. Was so sad that he had to stop recording for a bit. He did. He did. And basically, the the whole premise of that show is that. Um, he gets a horror icon. He gets a horror icon to come to his uh, his studio, um, and they have a little sleepover where they watch horror movies and listen to horror movie soundtracks, and they just kind of bullshit. They eat like junk food and they just kind of talk. And um, <laughs> yeah, it's neat. And I wish that show was still on. Yeah, so he would invite us. And he had a lot of good. He had a lot of good guests on there. He had we Sid, love you. Adam. He had Sid Haig. He had D. Snyder. He had Slash. Uh, Bill Mosley. Bill Mosley. But uh, Tony Todd was on an episode, and it's probably the most emotional episode because Tony Todd gets very candid and uh, very open about his his uh, family his family his emotional health and mental health and stuff like that and it's very lovely he seems like an amazing guy I love his Instagram where he's just always posting about his cat and food he makes <laughs> and his daughter. daughter yeah <laughs> and he seems like an awesome guy uh, Tony Todd is in this movie and has like two lines <laughs> that's all they could afford but he's an executive producer <laughs> wait really why did he 
Probably because that's how they got them to act in it. Because they're like, we'll make the executive producers. Like, all right. Yeah, I guess so. Whatever. I couldn't imagine putting money into a movie and then being like, I'll have two cents. You think he's going to do Final Destination? <laughs> that Final Destination money? <laughs> no. Which is also great in those movies. It's yeah, basically death. Um, he wasn't in the first one, though, was he? Yeah. He was? Yeah, he was in the first one. God, I haven't watched that in too long. I believe he is. Um, <laughs> But him, PJ Souls, and uh, the the person that's also in this movie that does have a bigger role is Courtney Gaines. Um, Courtney Gaines plays the sheriff in this movie. Um, you will know him best as uh, he's one of the kids in Children of the Corn. Um, he's also the uh, neighbor in The Burbs. Um, he's the guy with the red hair. Um, and he actually lives here in Savannah. And Satan is good. Satan is a hell. Courtney Gaines lives here in Savannah. He's actually in a band that plays here at the same venue, like every weekend. Um, Lawrence, Lawrence co-worker, uh, plays in the band with him. But Courtney Gaines, yeah, Savannah local. You can see him whenever playing music, but he's in this. From what I understand, he seems like a pretty cool guy. I assume he plays mainly Leonard Skinner covers. <laughs> It's a pretty, pretty good guess. I mean, let's be right. You're in your 50s. <laughs> You're in a cover band. You play local shows at a bar. There's a 90% chance that you're playing Leonard Skinner covers. Freebird! Um, does that joke even work anymore? Nobody no, really it's over. That yeah. joke's done. Because now Freebird has become the best meme song there is. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Uh but yeah, uh, there's not a whole lot of background in this movie. Um, it's independent. Remember, remember whenever it came out um, that Fright Rags back that they put out a line of shirts and shit for it. Um, and I remember one of the maybe Trick or Treat Studios put a, a figure out for the um, main character killer character um, Candy Corn who we, who we just referred to as Candy Corn Red Candy which made the joke where while watching the movie where we call him Candy Corn because like nothing's funnier than the idea of like seeing somebody that's in like a super super popular band or band that's like well known established and just going and be like oh honey like like let's say you saw like Dave Mustaine and like Line at your local sandwich shop. Megadeth, <laughs> so like, my man. Just call him Megadeth. Just like, honey, honey, take a picture of me and Megadeth. James <laughs> like, Hatfield. Hey, Metallica. Hey, Metallica, yeah. Fucking calling Chad Kroger fucking Nickelback. Because, <laughs> 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 come on, who would call him Chad anyway? It's fucking, hey, it's Nickelback. Like, this fucking guy. The same thing with this killer in this movie. Like, oh, it's candy corn. I do find it funny. Like, how. Nickelback, like people are taking back their hate of Nickelback lately. They shouldn't. They shouldn't. <laughs> but people are. They're like, which is kind of funny to me because a lot of people are like, oh, that sucks. And then they film themselves singing lyrics. It's like, so did you like Nickelback and you're just embarrassed to say it? Like, it doesn't matter. People like shitty stuff. I like shitty stuff. I, I think uh, I'll say this. I'll think Nickelback is the worst band ever. I think this band's way worse than Nickelback. Oh yeah, yeah. But but like them or uh, Creed or it's just low hanging fruit. It's easy to make fun of. It is super easy to make yeah. fun of. But Creed is going under reunion tour, so I'm going. 
Can you take me higher? <laughs> um, Hold me now. <laughs> I'm such <so> scared. <laughs> no, I would kill to see that song live. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> do I like the song? No. But like every time Creed's on, it's like I've I've come into this hole of like you know when you're when you make fun of something so much. Like you know, I do that like every drunk karaoke night and everything like that, and I make fun of Creed all the time. And I even had a Scott Sapp video of me making fun of Creed for Brennan. And then it was like, oh shit, it's making me not hate Creed. Yeah. I think I think that's what happened with people on Limp Biscuit. Oh yeah, people love I think, Limp Biscuit. I think people yeah. made fun of Limp Biscuit so much that they love Limp Biscuit. <laughs> That's totally happening. Uh, and they're kind of like working with it. Yeah. Oh no, they are. I, 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 I mean, I'm not a Limp Bizkit fan. No, I fucking. But I, I will give them credit where credit's due. Where they're, they're pretty self-aware. <laughs> it seems yeah, like they're, they're pretty self-aware. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, it's candy it's, corn. Candy, yeah, just call it candy corn. Um, candy corn is a story of a mentally challenged man. They do not call him that in the movie. They call him the hard R, but we will not say it in our podcast. Um, would you say behind doors? <laughs> um, he's no, worked. Yeah, he's, he's a gork. God only um, really knows what happened to him. Yeah, he's, he's mentally challenged. Um, and I guess these 40-year-olds get together yeah, <laughs> every Halloween. And the quote, unquote, high schoolers. <laughs> it's like, we have to do... Our, our Halloween ritual, which is messing with this hard tard. <laughs> you pretty <laughs> much said the word. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, let's do that. And none of them, none of them are uh, good people. None of them are good people. You don't like feel bad for any of them. There's one that you think that you're going to kind of meet eye to eye with where it's like, okay, this is going to be our character. Our final girl. Yeah, it's gonna be our final girl. It's gonna be the one that's like has a change of heart. She sees all the awful things her friends are doing. No, 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 that doesn't happen. No, she's like, okay, I forgive you. Yeah, uh, for being a mentally handicapped person. Yeah, yeah. They, they they beat him up. Okay, we'll get to it in a second. But basically, their their hazing ritual goes wrong. Um, he tries to fight back. He tries to fight back. He gets killed. He comes back alive through things we'll go to in a second. Um, and he starts exacting revenge on said 40-year-old children. Yes. <laughs> um, Courtney Gaines is the father of one of the quote-unquote kids. Is yeah. it Mike? <laughs> Maybe. Um, quote-unquote It's kids. a very forgettable movie, so you really don't. You like this movie more than I do. I, I didn't think it was fucking awful. You I, hate it. I really don't like, like it. Like, I could put it on in the background and be fine watching it. I, I would turn it off. <laughs> um, let's see here. He says, Mike? You sure it's not Chet? I don't think it's Chet. I thought Chet was the one she was dating. No, Chet's the one that's... Chet's the one that's just works at the diner. No. His name's not Chet. Yeah, isn't that him? No, that's the main guy. Oh, is it? Yeah, no, the, 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 it was Wes or something who worked at the diner. 
Because I remember him. Gus. Gus is the one. The Gus. Gus. I was talking about the other guy that worked behind the counter. The one just like, you're so cool, Gus. Oh, yeah, that's Chet. Yeah, that's Chet. But who the fuck? Steve? I don't know. Yeah. All these characters it's matter. It's a super white these, name. These, these people don't matter. Uh, but, yeah, it's... Uh, um, where where should we go? Like, I mean, uh, what, do you wh- mean? what was it? What was about the movie that, that you liked? What, what what did you like about Candy Corn? What'd you? Oh, what I think it was garbage, and it knew it was garbage. Oh, it is it is garbage. Yeah, like it was. It is your most basic slasher setup you could really have. It's um, it does have a lot of trivia to it. Um. Really? Yeah, you'll never guess. Uh, but um, it is set and shot, I believe, also in Plainsfield, Wisconsin. You know why that's important? No. You know what happened in Plainfield, Wisconsin? Children of the Corn? Mm-hmm. I don't know what. No, it was a real, real thing. Oh, <laughs> a, real, right. a real person was from Plainfield, Wisconsin. Was it a killer? Yeah. It wasn't BTK. Uh-uh. It wasn't Son of Sam. Uh-uh. Ed Gein. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So, I I don't know if it says that it's actually set in Plainville, but it is where it was shot. Um, in this small town that apparently revolves around a fucking carnival. <laughs> Once a year. <laughs> Once a year, but like everything stops to revolve around this carnival. And it's not just a carnival. It's not. It's not even old school. Like it's not even like now, like a fair that you go to. It's like there's just some no, fucking rides. They're like, We're a freak show. It's a freak show. It's like it's like Tom Browning's freaks. <laughs> it's just like a literal freak show uh, in 2019. Um, that's hosted by a little person. Um, played by a. Poncho, uh, what's his name? His name is not Poncho. It is Poncho, something like that. <laughs> I swear to God, it is. His name's not Poncho. Poncho Moeller. No shit. Yes. His name is Poncho. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you thought I was saying a dick. No, I'm serious. <laughs> Poncho Moeller, um, who who audiences may know from thirty one Rob Zombies thirty one or three from Hell. He's in both of those. Um, he plays. He was pretty good in Three from Hell. Um, yeah, yeah, he's okay. He's he's a pretty sympathetic character. Um, not so much in Thirty One where he plays uh literally uh, a Nazi killer. He, yeah, he's dressed like Hitler in <laughs> that movie. Um, but uh, uh, I don't like Thirty One. So I I'm fine with Thirty One. I don't I don't think it's great. I don't even think it's very good. But I like it. I think it's fine. Um, I like it way more than Candy Corn. I'll watch fucking 31 any day of the week. Over I would rather watch Candy Corn. Oh, you're, you're I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you should have. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but he uh, he plays... His stage name is what? Like Dr. Death or something like that. Dr. Doom. <laughs> and uh, he has a freak show that he... It's... I don't know. It's like an old school freak show. And this kid works for him. Um, named. Uh, was it Josh? Was the name of the kid? I'll tell you what it's not. It's not Poncho. 
Uh, no, it's not popped. I find which tab I had open so I could refer back to it. Jacob, Jacob Atkins. Uh, and yeah, this is who the kids are targeting. Did it say in the movie why they're targeting him? No, they just say he's he's a freak. It, he's a that, freak because he's mentally challenged. Yes, but they say the hard R like a lot. Yeah, and they they haze him every year. Yeah, every year. Which is like they're obviously in their forties. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they look like every day of it. Um, but yeah, he works for Poncho Moller's character. Um. He's not part of the freak show. He just kind of helps out. Yeah, he's like a background, like runs errands for people and everything like that. But they treat him pretty well, I guess. Yeah, well, yeah, and that's the thing. At first, I'm just like, are they just using him? I'm just, I was going to feel real bad. But no, it turns out uh, they aren't using him. Even to an effect at the end, we're just like, well, this is super corny. I wish they were using him. <laughs> Instead of hearing this speech about being like, freaks have to band together because we're all outcasts. People don't understand us. Like, fuck you. Fuck you, movie. Um, it's like, no, he's just autistic. Yeah. Like, uh, I wouldn't say freak. <laughs> yeah, so while he's helping at work that night, they all jump on. They're hazing him, but then hazing just turns into a full-on ass whooping, and they beat him to death. Yep. Um, and they run off. Uh, Dr. Death finds him and brings him inside and does some voodoo ritual. Yeah, he had some case of things that he traded something for and it's like a rubber mask that is apparently cursed or whatever. (laughs) And this is also... Puts it on him, kid comes back to life. And this is a Halloween night ritual. Uh, so this is Halloween. Uh, he was already driving around on his bike with a like a little um, candy, like a candy bucket, like a pumpkin with candy can- filled with candy corn yeah, because candy. he loves likes candy, candy corn. corn because, because of course he's mentally, mentally challenged. <laughs> That's, really <laughs> That's the only person that likes that. it. <laughs> um, so yeah, he uh, uh, is resurrected, or is he? He is. Um, yes. <laughs> And, of course, these kids are getting picked up. These, quote-unquote, children get picked off. Courtney Gaines' 40-year-old son in high school. Courtney Gaines' son that's the same age as Courtney Gaines. (laughs) Uh, Him and his friends are getting picked off. Um, Courtney Gaines gets introduced to us. He's our sheriff. PJ Souls is the receptionist at the police station. Um, But it's always great seeing her. Uh, Tony Todd is part of the freak show. He has an eye patch. That's the freak. I, guess. I don't know what he, he does. An eye? He literally what? does not. He just sits there and looks upset. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "What did you do?" Um. All right. So where should we where should we go from here? <laughs> I I mean, honestly, that's kind of the whole movie. So we should probably just do our highlights and our lows. Yeah. The highlights and lows, shit. Yeah. <laughs> here's, here's, well, you go with your highlights first, because my highlights are going to be very short. <laughs> I think my highlights are when Gus, the guy working at the diner, uh, is like, ima- like, he just really wants to go with the kids, and he won't give them... Apparently, he's giving them something? So, Gus, first of all, Gus is a middle-aged man. Yes, very middle-aged. Um, He has... An old dusty brown leather jacket and 
seventies type glasses, and he's got a terrible receding hairline. Yeah, very bad. Um, and uh, he's he's clearly like the El Bundy. Yeah, he's kind of like <laughs> yeah, Al Bundy. Yeah, where he's just kind of holding on to that one thing that made him cool back in the day, 20, 30 years ago, right? Uh, and yeah, so he's hanging out with these kids. Go on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they he like, he works at a local diner. Yeah, he works at the diner, and he's giving the kids something. They never say what it is. Yeah, and they owe them something, and he's like, "Look, I'll give it to you." For free, if you let me come along and be part of your hazing ritual, and they're like fucking fine, whatever. So he goes, and he also beats up the mentally handicapped kid, and he comes back to the diner, and he's like, "Oh man, you wouldn't believe the night I had last night. It was so cool." And then Chet's like, "Oh man, you're so fucking cool." <laughs> That's so neat. That You're you so that. cool, Brewster. You're so cool, Bruce. We should do Fright Night. Wait, we haven't done Fright Night. Next episode, we'll do Fright Night. Fright Night's an amazing movie. It I, is a, that a, tape works. It's a legitimately great movie. Yeah, that's an amazing movie. No. Um, uh, it didn't win somebody an election here in Georgia, but <laughs> also I think he had a different movie in mind. Uh, <laughs> Vampires are cool cats, aren't they? <laughs> You need a refill? No, I'm good for it now. I still got half a can. Take it. Okay. <laughs> just, yeah. Take it. Um, oh, no. My hand's a box now. Um, but, yeah. So, he goes back in, and there's this scene where he's, like, imagining... Well, at first, it seems like it's real. Like, the the elderly lady who works at the diner with them is, like... Oh, here's my breasts and blah blah blah. I think you're so cool and hot. She's like, "Fuck me in the stall." Yeah, have sex with me in the stall. And then it looks like that's a real thing, but then it turns off. He's just, just jerking it. it. He's just <laughs> whacking it in the public bathroom of a diner. But then he notices the candy bucket, and then dude comes in and pretty much just punches through him and pulls out his intestines. <laughs> And I enjoyed that. I thought that how was funny. You, how would you rate the kills in this movie? I mean, in all honestly, uh, probably like a five out of ten. <laughs> yeah. Like I, they don't show half they of it until they're dead. They don't have the budget. Mm-hmm. They have the budget for the effects. Um, and um, so I really like that scene. And I also really liked the scene where. Uh, the girl and the guy are in the movie theater and you know she's like you know totally forgiven him for possibly killing somebody with a mental handicap and she's like I'm gonna go behind the screen and get naked and see what he thinks and he's killed like instantly after she goes back there and it's like a really lame kill it's just like a he gets stabbed and then he dies yeah I should remember this whole part and then she comes out. She's like, where are you? Oh, 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 oh I'm, I'm a good girlfriend. Don't worry, Captain. We'll buff out those scratches. <laughs> but, uh, <sighs> so he ends up chasing her down and killing the shit out of her. Which I'm like, 
You know what? She kind of deserved it because she, she was such a side. You thought she was going to be. You thought she was going to be the savior of the story. Yeah, because she's the only one that exhibits anything of having a conscience. Or empathy. Or empathy for the situation. Where it's clear that she's like, oh yeah, that was fucked up. But they're just like. So the whole thing that happens is that. Jacob gets beat to death. Yep. And so she gets freaked out by it. And she goes and tells the cops. Um, Sheriff goes in and checks. Yeah, Corny Gaines goes and he checks it out. But during that time, uh, Dr. Death revived him. Revived him with the, with the ritual. So he's just like, oh, yeah, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. He's fine. He's fine. He just Your boys home. beat the shit out of yeah. him, but he's okay. So they don't know like anything bad had really like happened at that level. Yeah. Um. So uh, you're like, okay, well, she has a conscience enough to go and tell and whatever. Uh, but then, like, by the next scene, it's just like her dumbass boyfriend is just like, oh, but it's just what we do. And she's like, oh yeah, you're right. Fuck it. Like it's <laughs> yeah, fine. I guess yeah. it's, it's a ritual. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. I guess do. he's probably fine. We didn't kind of find a body or whatever. So yeah, probably just wandered off. Yeah, nobody could find him, but it's I'm cool. sure it's fine. It's cool though, even though I watch you beat somebody into an inch of their life, even if they didn't die, just you beating up somebody. Uh, fine. Not only somebody. Yeah. Fine. Not even somebody. That's the yeah. thing. It's like, it's a mentally challenged person that you have taken your anger out in your weird way every year. And she watches him get beat to an inch of his life. Yeah. And then they're like, eh. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, so fuck her, fuck all the characters. All the characters. There's, there's, there's not one likable character in this movie. I didn't no. care about the. Ki- Excuse me. I didn't care about the character, uh, the killer. I didn't kill up, care about uh, Doctor Death. I didn't care about any of the uh, prey. No, <laughs> like honestly, it was just whatever. Uh, I kind of like Courtney Gaines in it. <laughs> But he's a fucking idiot as far as not not him in real life. But you're a but, fucking idiot. But we his hate character, his character is just like one of the worst cops ever. Mm-hmm. So there's been consistent about these movies. He just kind of, he just kind of like goes with somebody's word. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty consistent with the movies we've been watching recently. We're just like dumb cops. That, that's pretty consistent horror in general most of the time. That's pretty consistent with reality. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, pretty, yeah, pretty much. Uh, but yeah. Uh, uh, was there anything else or uh, so my low points oh well let me tell my positive first uh, oh yeah you let me tell my one positive um, Halloween decorations the reuse of them <laughs> <laughs> not, not that they're good so this movie you go to the diner and there's like oh when you first go to the diner I'm like oh well there's a there's a beastle skeleton I had that same beastle skeleton in our house and I'm like, oh man, they have some of these other old like Beesel, uh decorations, Halloween decorations. I remember we used to have those back. Uh, you know, my mom used to have those decorations and blah blah blah. Cool, that's awesome. And then we go to somebody's house. I'm like, huh? There's a Beesel skeleton again. <laughs> there's that other Beesel decoration again, but it's on a tree outside. Then we go to another scene. We're at the hallway of a school. It's like. 
Huh, that's that's the same center, that same pumpkin again. People really like there. You gotta admit that town really has a knack for matching decorations. It reminds me. It reminds me of there's that story. Um, not story. It's something that actually happened um, in the original, in the original Halloween. Uh, since they shot in California, um, they didn't have. Uh, fall leaves. Yeah, so, so you had to like spray the leaves. Yeah, all over. so they had two trash bags full of leaves in the scene where they were sh- like shooting, and they were like tossing leaves, you know, to make it show like it's rained down or it was all over the ground. After each time they cut, everybody cast and crew would go and collect all the leaves and throw them back in the trash bags because they only have two trash bags of leaves <laughs> and they had to work within their budget because like we're shooting in California which is, I think is funny because it kind of reminds me of this which is like we have four decorations that's <laughs> we had to it. reuse it in every scene that's your highlight <laughs> that's my highlight that's it? Yeah. <laughs> nothing else? No. Okay. No, nothing except for what, what you kind of mentioned. I'm, there's a couple parts where I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. I think it was just moderately annoyed more than anything in this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, you didn't seem to enjoy it very much. I did. Uh, the longer it went on, the, the least I liked it. Um, I, I just feel like the message is, is pretty awful. Um, yeah, it's a bad message. I think that, I, not, not, not like, oh, it's this violence between them. You know, mentally challenged person like shit like that's happening. I mean, shit, I mean that's that's Friday the Thirteenth. It's yeah. like a mentally challenged person fucking yeah. drowns and then comes back and kills. It's it's something that's consistent, but there's also how it's handled in this movie. Was it something that I was a huge fan of? <laughs> Where it just like feels way meaner than it should be. Yeah, it is a really mean movie about it. Um, it was not It's it's not even a mean movie as far as just like oh, it's like mean just like and how it treats like. It's victims and stuff like that. No, it's mean and it's how it mean treats and like how it treats somebody with a mental disability, yeah. which I kind of have a problem with. Um, also, that there's no characters, no protagonists, nobody that I'm connected to or care about, except for like, oh, well, he's getting revenge on these kids or whatever. But you still want somebody that's kind of, you know, the other side of the coin that mm-hmm. you're trying to follow, even if they wronged them, that sees the error of their ways, right? Or something. Um, you have to have that balance uh, that's not there. Also, that end monologue, I'm really not a fan of. Oh, yeah. That's kind of like the almost almost an expository dialogue dump of being like, here's what the movie's about. It's about society. Freaks need to stick together. Are you, you fucking... People don't like horror nerds. We need to be horror nerds is basically what it's saying, but just like fucking lame. <laughs> it just annoyed me. <laughs> um... His his whole gimmick is that he has a bucket of candy corn. That's it. That's what's called candy corn. That and a rubber mask. Yeah, and I he, superhuman strength, I guess. Yep. But I mean, that's just any mentally handicapped person, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! This is why so, we. This is why people don't listen to us. <laughs> So I don't care. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> no, it's uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just I was a huge fan of of most of the movie. Um, what are some of your negatives? <laughs> I think some of my negatives were definitely 
like again like that speech you were talking about it was like come on this is just dragging on and it is such a like lame dialogue to have yeah um i think the other part was uh they they mentioned like a bunch of times how courtney Gaines is related like his son is one of the guys but it's like he never looks into it no ever no and he he even he even goes and talks to his son like once or twice and he's just like oh yeah i did it but like nothing bad happens like okay well that's fine then yeah all right that's fine it's like come on man what the fuck (laughs) yeah it's like no you beat a mentally handicapped person after death but but yeah it was uh I don't know. On the whole, I would say it's fine to put on in the background. It's nothing I would watch again. Yeah, it's just fine to put in the background while you're masturbating in another room. F- yeah, focusing on something else. Uh, uh, that's what I meant to say. Focus on something else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant to say. Uh, yeah. I would say not check it out. <laughs> yeah, I'd say I, I was fine with it. It's free on Tubi. Yeah. So if you're curious, go watch on Tubi. I I would like to have a better recommendation for a fall movie being like, hey, it's that time of year. You know what a great thing to watch is? You should check out Candy Corn if you've never seen it. But I can't. Mm-hmm. Because I wasn't too happy watching it. I'll say, because you mentioned it last episode, and we'll mention it again this episode, just because this was a good recommendation as far as having a good fall movie. Hell no. Or Cobweb. Cobweb. Yeah, Cobweb. Watch Cobweb. Yeah, it's good. Um, I mean, minus the reveal. <laughs> oh, yeah, but everything else. That's a good newer movie that has a good fall feel that people are still kind of... I think it's going to be kind of a cult classic kind of movie. Yeah, um, I, I think it'll have its its people. Yeah. It'll have its people. Yeah, but I think we should try to do another fall movie uh, before the end of the season. I mean, I mentioned 31. You want to go for that? Yeah, we can. Do I do that next? Well, we'll talk about it at the end of the episode. No. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, candy corn. Is there anything else you want to add? No. There's not much to add, really. Candy corn. Fuck it. <laughs> 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 that brings us to our next segment. Another curation of Blaze's Cabin of Video Game Curiosities. Alright, so what game have you been playing? These Last, Last of Us? Cool. Alright, tell me more about Last of Us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have been playing Last of Us though. Have you? Yeah, I have. Oh, I have. Right. I started playing it. Oh, damn. And uh, been enjoying it. But today we're talking about a freebie. Hello. Go on Steam. And it is called The Windows Are Gone. Okay. Uh, I think it's a very interesting game. It is definitely more story-based than anything else. Like, it's a very, like... How should I put it? There's not an immediate threat. There's not something that you have to be, you know, consistently aware of or running from or anything like that. But you're this guy. He's moving into a new house. They don't even really show names or anything Mm -hmm. like that. And the guy went through a a bad tragedy with his wife. He was trying to get his wife to the hospital uh, to give birth to their baby. And he ends up getting in a car crash and his wife and baby die. Okay. 
So after this happens, the guy has uh, these dreams of this house, like out in the middle of nowhere, and he just keeps dreaming of it. And eventually he ends up finding the house. Mm. So he buys the house and he thinks it has something to do attached to his wife. And maybe that's part of the thing. So the first part of the game is really you just unloading a moving truck and moving all the stuff into the house. But as you go along, you find these different tapes and such in the house. And you start playing them and it's, you know, it's sad. It's a sad game. To be this honest. sounds like a super sad it's super game. sad. So <laughs> he like he gets in there and he puts on the tapes while he's finding them and it's of this family that seems fine and they're happy but then something's going on with the dad and the dad and the mom start having stress and then the dad is being separated from his kids more and eventually there's this weird entity that kind of takes over the dad and from what you start to gather it's like a homicide suicide kind of thing but in a weird lovecraftian kind of way and the more you go through it the more you see these different characters from the stories and the tapes coming in and kind of explaining what happened so uh there are some parts where you have to like run for your life but it's really based around the story of loss and it's a very much like it, it's a strange thing to see because it's like the other function of the game is that you use your phone a lot and the phone is talking with your mother or talking with your dad or talking with your brother-in-law who was your wife's brother of course and just kind of chatting through kind of what the story is so it's got this kind of cool mechanic of telling the story through text messaging and these videotapes that you find while you're moving in um but as you're moving in uh you meet the neighbor the neighbor says some really cryptic shit to you and you have to kind of just accept whatever they say and you know, they're like, oh, I left you a pastry in the kitchen. You should eat that pastry. And they, like, really push it on you. So it's like you can have the option to eat the whole thing or you have the option to eat part of it and you eat part of it and you realize, like, there's something wrong with it. And as you're going on through this story, you start reliving the things the dad in the tapes was talking about and the windows start disappearing and the doors start disappearing and you start getting locked into this uh place till where you find that uh the there's this weird leak in the basement that's happening that's causing this this uh cement to like ruin in the basement and you keep finding these like different what looks to be plots um, like burial plots and it just really comes down to this weird mental thing and a lot of it is I, I would have to say like the game itself is a game about how people deal with loss and how some people don't deal with loss and it's a really interesting kind of subject to go through um, it's not how should I put it it's not like the scariest thing you will play 
But at the same time, it's one of the more, like, real hard-hitting things you will play. Right. Like, you'll play the game, and you'll go through and kind of realize these stories and be like, oh, fuck, you know, I've thought the same things, or I've done this. So it's really more of a narrative-based game than it really is, like, trying to jump-scare you or anything like that. I'm not saying there aren't some jump-scares in there, but it's really the story of the family that lived before you, how their loss affected them, and how that loss that you had is blending in with theirs. Mm-hmm. So it's this weird, like, corporeal kind of story that just brings you back to where it's like, oh my god, like, I relate to this dad and how he dealed with his family and how I dealed with my wife's death and everything like that. So it's it's a real bummer of a game. Like it yeah, is not a, like it. it is not a fun like oh boy, I'm ready to get scared. It's more like I'm going to have to deal with everyone I love dying at some point or me dying. What does I mean it's it's basically what the best kind of horror movies deal with also and that's an Lost. actual well, it's not just lost. It's it's something that you can actually relate to. It's not about the most effective horror. Isn't about jump scares. It's about something that's yeah something that you that's actually real. deal with, right? Whether it be trauma or loss or you know a social issue um, or gaslighting or whatever it is, um, yeah. loss of faith, religion, whatever. Um, so I think I think that makes it scarier because yeah. the older you get, what's scarier is something you can actually relate to more than just something that startles you. Absolutely, <laughs> and then you no, just move that, on. You know? And that is kind of how this game is. It's it's a very like it's a very like uh, slap in the face of reality kind of thing. Like bad things happen, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter if you're a good or a bad person; they just happen. Right. And the game just kind of harps on that, and it. It's it's a good game. It has I would say PS one, PS two graphics, mm-hmm. uh, but the story is really really well panned out. Cool. So I would definitely recommend it. You play it uh, if you're into like story driven games, but also realize that if you're in a really bad place in your life, probably don't play it. <laughs> sure. So, but yeah, the windows are gone. I would recommend it. It's free on Steam. It came out this year, about two months ago. Cool. It is definitely something to check out, especially like if you're new to Steam or you just got your first gaming computer. Like, go ahead and try it out. You'll nice. probably enjoy it because it's a well-written game. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Well, there's another episode of Bladed Apples. Um, next week. So, okay, <laughs> next says. week. So, well, you brought up something. We brought up two things during our discussion. Mm-hmm. So we can either talk about ten thirty one, or we can talk about Fright Night. Oh man! Or we can do ten thirty one and then do Fright Night, or do Fright Night and then ten thirty one. Let's do ten thirty one and then Fright Night because we've both seen Fright Night like a million times. Yeah, we'll do Fright Night one of for our Halloween episode. Uh, so we'll do 1031 because we haven't watched that. Yeah. We don't talk enough about actual classic films or ones that people... We usually try to talk more about more obscure films. Things you probably haven't <laughs> the seen. The more obvious movies. Yeah. Like, um, believe me, we love the obvious shit too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But 
Okay, yeah, we'll do 1031 next week. The week after that, we'll do Fright Night. Um, but in the meantime, if you've seen Candy Corn and you want to tell me how much you've hated it <laughs> as well. Or tell me how you were okay with it. <laughs> then you can uh, email us at bladeapplespod at gmail.com or just shoot us a message at uh, bladeapplespodcast on Instagram. Um, you can follow us on either one of those or follow us on Instagram. Don't follow us on our email, but you can message us. We do check it. We don't know uh, how you would do that, but if you can, yeah, go for it. But you got comments, concerns, uh, questions, recommendation, anything like that, we'd love to hear from you. Or if you want to tell us your favorite uh, fall film, uh, what are some of your favorite movies set during this time of year? Either There's a lot out there. Yeah. Um, Halloween centric film you know something a fall movie um, that you like uh, let us know um, thanks to Stefan Myers for doing our art um, check him out on Instagram awesome guy loves horror Stefan S-T-E-F-A-N Mize M-E-I-S-E or S-S-E either way he'll come up um, or check him out Crawling Panther uh, Tattoo Parlor there no Kella. Awesome guy. Thanks to Blaze for being awesome co-host and doing all the tech stuff because I can't do it. <laughs> I'm an old man. Well, sometimes I can't either. You can't tell if I pass me up. That's everybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, anything else to add? See you later, motherfuckers. There you go. You got a mother this time. Yeah. And remember every time, every day is Halloween. Every time. Every time, every day. Every place is Halloween, so please act accordingly. See ya. Bye.